Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with FreeBets.com, Forged Irish Stout and Empire Fight Store. An absolute pleasure. JK, we've been going back and forth. We've been trying to slot something in time-wise for a little minute now, but finally down here in Birmingham. What a gym, by the way. I know um, something that you're quite proud of and, and, and take sort of serious homage to and I mean you just look around and just see how special it is I suppose firstly on this place being able to come here see Spider progress how he is Adam when he's down here I mean all the brothers everyone a uh, real proud feeling for you yeah it's good man um, McCracken's gym we're here we've got a home we've been open probably like a year and a half now um, last year we had two very exciting debuts with Spider and Adam and we've got a lot more to come this year and in the future as well I suppose firstly just on your background, boxing as a whole, obviously a rapper by trade but quite keen to make yourself known I think in the scene and I think that's something that promoters like Eddie can resonate to etc because you're able to bring that sort of other audience into it. Why boxing for you? I don't know, it's something that um, I've got early memories of, all my family gathering around and watching like uh, Lennox Lewis fights, Prince Nassim Hamid fights, um, Mike Tyson. These are all memories like box office when you'd buy the box office and you could still watch it for a week later, it'd be on your thing. Like, um, it's a very early memory of mine and uh, a lot of my friends are into boxing. One of my close friends, Bradley, his dad was a boxing coach, amateur boxing coach, and um, we used to go around his pretty much every weekend and watch the fights and it just built a love from there. So I started going, obviously when things got... Good for me in life, I was able to go and go and watch Anti Joshua in Cardiff and go to like a few big shows, you know what I'm saying? And my love grew for it. And then we started head movement, and Momo done his thing in head movement, and that even more grasped us into it. D2's amateur culture, ACOT's Green Boxing Gym. It's like we've all kind of like found a place in boxing almost. I suppose just then on Birmingham as a whole, you mentioned sort of uh, building that up and it all sort of coming together. A place that's sort of been deprived of the big nights, fair to say, over the last sort of maybe 10 years. We know that Cal had some good nights here, but now he's retired. I was just saying, like, obviously Galau's coming through, you've got Spider and this sort of new crop coming through. But 
it's sort of a vision for you to get the big nights back here. And there's such like a good grassroots scene. There's such good facilities, good gyms. You look around here. You mentioned other gyms in the area. A bit of a resurgence coming up. Hundred percent. And we have been deprived of good shows. Um, the best, the best show of recent times was Frankie Gummy Sam Eggington. Do you know what I'm saying? And that was maybe five, six years mm. ago. So we haven't really had that scale here. And I feel like there's in Birmingham there's there's pivotal moments. Like so, you've got the McCracken era. You get me. Salute to them. They're the first family from Birmingham that smashed it. And then you've got the Yafois. Who's, they've all had great careers. There's been a gold medalist in the Olympics. There's been a world champion in Cal. They've had their era. And now I think it's the Suleiman era. I think this is like, these that are going to take the the whole thing up, and these that are going to smash it. And it's just about getting behind the lads. And you can see just from people being inspired from what Spider's doing. There's so much more kids that come to the gym now because their parents can see a future for it in, with their kids, and they want their kids to be like him. And I feel like I'm going to be a part of it. I want to make sure there's big arena shows here. I want to make sure he gets to the position where we can sell out Birmingham Arena, him headlining, no problem. And then I want to take it to St. Andrews and do it at the football ground. Bro. That's where I think we can take these things. So it's exciting times now for Birmingham. There's some good prospects coming up. There's obviously, there's, um, there's, some, pro- there's some seasoned professionals that have been doing their thing for some time. And I think now it's time for everyone to grasp together and make some things happen. Funny you mention about sort of parents and, and, and them sort of wanting to get their kids involved in boxing now. I think this is something that the dynamic's probably still changing there, right? Because mm. I remember when I was young, my mum was like, no, I never want him to box, I don't want to get hurt. Mm. But really what you get when you come into a boxing gym is more than like two guys levering each other. But just saying with Spider, you get kids who think they're about it on the streets, they come in and instantly a coach is going to discipline them. And, you know, you, you drop your egos at the door when you come into the boxing gym. It's saved lives. Someone like Spider, he was saying that he used to get in fights and stuff, be a bit of a troublemaker, come in here and it changed him. It's important, and the way that sort of things are going, I suppose now more so than ever, we need more people in boxing gym. You see sort of gloves down, uh, uh, knives down, gloves up, that sort of thing. It's just, it's, it's, it's a way of life. It's a discipline. And um, not every kid that walks into a boxing gym is going to be a world oh, champion. And I think parents have got to accept that. Because you see some parents are harsh on their kids. They want their kids to be doing much <coughs> more than they're capable of. Do you know what I'm saying? And I, I think that's cool if a kid's not there. Then the kid's not there. He's not meant to be that. But I still think it will teach them a, a way of life and... My son loves boxing. He's into it. He loves. He looks up to Spider and Adam. He loves this. He plays around with Spencer Junior. But there's one man that he doesn't mess around with, and I can tell him, "Yo, if you mess around, I'm gonna tell my man." And that's Big Spencer Senior. You get me? Like, it it gives like parents who might not seem to have full control at home, and and their children might not be able to like listen to them all the time. You can say, "Yo, I'm gonna tell you, coach," and that would make my son especially think, okay, I don't want him to tell Big Spencer because he wants Big Spencer to think of him in a certain yeah. manner and he wants Big Spencer to, to like him and respect him and, and do you know what I'm saying? So I think that's a beautiful thing and as long as you've got that in you as a parent to stand back and let someone else maybe speak to your child in a way that you wouldn't let someone else speak to your child, I think that's a beautiful thing and it will develop into something it can develop into world honours and that's where we're trying to take it with Spider. Let's talk a little bit about Spider then. Obviously, um, a very successful back end to 2023. Two fights in six weeks, I suppose. Firstly, that professional debut on the Birmingham show. Um, a return to Birmingham and what an opportunity to do it. Loads of tickets sold. Um, just how special of a moment was that for you and the team? It was almost a told-you-so moment. 
Um, I knew it would happen. But we used to speak about him debuting in Birmingham on a matchroom show, and it, it fell in place. So I remember when we went through his licence, I was on Twitter, and I seen one of the Twitter pages report our Galau Yafai's headline in a matchroom show in Birmingham in August, and I thought, mate, he's going to have his licence by then. I thought, this is perfect. And I've had conversations with Eddie, and I've tried to make him know about Spider in the previous, and we've had meetings and things like that. So it all kind of fell perfectly for him. And we got given an opponent who was... Some people was umming and ahhing about thinking, oh, it's a bit of a, is it a bit of a test? He had a winning record. Um, he took certain people, took Campbell Hatton, the full six rounds and things like that. So I was thinking, let's just get him a walkover job. You could just get him anyone in there. But we took a decent fight for a first debut. And he went in there and first round, he took him out of there. And it's almost like I knew it would happen. And I'm glad we all got to see it because all his family and friends were there, as well as all my family and friends were there because they know that this moment we've built it up to. So... I think everybody come out and got to see it first hand how special it is. Moving forward now, lots of activity. I talk about them six, uh, two fights in six weeks and now 2024 we got that date and that was the first one of the year. He said he wants six fights this year. Makes sense. I think it's his last four rounder, Feb 10, uh, London, next gen. More activities, not too far away. I'm sure a good opportunity to sell another load of tickets and also show once again what he's really about. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he makes... Um Someone like Matchroom confident in coming to Birmingham and doing another show and feeling like they could do an arena show. Maybe not a next-gen show but with a headline, with a serious, maybe a good domestic fight as a headline and putting on a big arena show. And I think people like him is going to build the confidence into doing that. Um, it is about activity for him now. It's February 10th. Um, I think it should be his last four-rounder now. Um, we could go and maybe have another one. We could have another two if we wanted, but... Um, I think he's at that level now where he can step up to six rounders and by the end of the year I'd like him to be on eight rounders and after that we can look at ten round title fights in 2025 so I think he's at a good pace with everything and God willing everything goes well and he does his job and Matchroom keeps putting us on we're going to keep smashing it. Let's talk about Adam obviously his pro debut uh, made last year on that huge huge card um, out in Poland we're expecting big things from him this year um, what a great lad, obviously the family story tells itself, but a close friend of yours and what is the, f I mean, just, just natural ability, right? Like serious natural talent. He has and, and his brother Sammy has as well. I keep telling everyone, people are very intrigued of what they like and how far they can go and what level they're at because nobody's got to see anything, but I am genuinely excited about both of their careers. I think Adam is going to shock a lot of people and go a lot further in the sport than a lot of people anticipate. And I think Sammy's going to put a lot of people to sleep. So it's exciting times for the Hamid brothers and their dad should be proud of what they're doing because they've not tried to take it out of his hand. They've moved to Birmingham. They've lived it hard. You know what I'm saying? They've grafted it out here for a year. They've, like When they could be in a mansion back home in Surrey. Do you know what I'm saying? So fair play to them and, and I wish them the best of luck. I suppose there's so much going on in the Middle East as right. They can become a bit of a poster boy there, but also back home in the UK as well. You know, look, like there's so many opportunities there, especially on the grassroots level with the big fights going to Saudi. Why not be able to do both? Bro, I feel like the Hamids should definitely be um, the face of the Middle East boxing. And I think Spider slots into the Middle East very well, bro, because they're, they're very young, respectable Muslim honest talents bro and I think they could resonate with a lot of people over there and bring a lot of people to the sport over there and get a lot of fans over there so I think what's happening over there these lads fit into it especially and I think it's, it, it would be a shame if you didn't get to see that happen Well Jay the world of boxing as a whole um, such an interesting time I suppose 
you can't talk about boxing without mentioning Saudi Arabia at the minute we talk about the face of the Middle East just there. Um, obviously, Turkey Al Sheikh has come in and, and caused huge disruption. We saw Fury and Ghanu, pe- people had to say what they wanted to say. Then the day of reckoning. Now we look forward to the first undisputed fight. Um, s- certainly, like in my lifetime, I think something like 20, obviously, when Lennox Lewis fought mm-hmm. Evander Holyfield in you know, late 90s, um, making the big fights happen. Joshua and Garnu. Um, we're expecting more Queensbury versus Matram. Who would have thought we see Eddie and Frank together? What an exciting time, right? Turkey has got the pad, and the boxing world is the PlayStation, and he's just doing whatever yeah. he wants with it, bro. He's on, he's playing his game, and it's amazing to see. And it was, oh, bro, everyone was sceptical of it first when they was first seen into it, and they was announcing Fury and Ganu. No one expected Fury and Ganu to be as good as it was and as close as it was. People have got uh, Ganu winning that fight, do you know what I'm saying? And Ganu put Fury down. Like, who ever seen that happening? And if it didn't take balls and somebody to roll the dice, we probably would have never experienced it. So I'm sat back as a fan now and I'm appreciating it and I can't wait to go over there and experience one of them. Um, obviously, Fury usage is huge, like you said. But they've also set up what's, hap- what's happening after that and that's what I'm really excited about as well because... I think it's a big shame if we never get to see AJ versus Fury. Well, you mentioned AJ versus Fury. Does this feel like the first time where we can confidently say that there's a bit of a pathway to it happening? Now, obviously, they've got to come through their retrospective fights and challenges, but I think I've heard Turkey say before that he'd be interested in making that fight, even if you know certain results didn't go their way. Yeah, like I think Roldan, as like boxing, fa- yeah, yeah, I think as boxing fans, we would still want to see that fight, whatever happens, but. Now we're actually seeing it firsthand, and we're seeing the biggest fights, and there's no ducking whatever. Like the fighters are getting paid what they're asking for. You believe maybe back end of 2024, early 2025, we finally see the fight that we've discussed for years on years on years in Fury AJ. I would love. I think no matter what happens with AJ's AJ's career, I think he'd always be game for it and always yeah. be up for it. But I don't know where Fury's going to go after the Usyk fight. Does he win and retire and just? have all the glory, does he continue and try and make another 100 million off AJ, which is very tempting, do you know what I'm saying? But he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a crazy guy, bro, so he might choose to just hang it up after that. He's always saying he's had enough. He might try and beat Usyk and say he's done it all, and fair play to him, he, he will go down as the greatest heavyweight of our generation. So he's got all rights to do that, but I can't see it not happening now. There's too much money involved, man. Well, let's talk Fury Usyk then. What do you think? Um, they always say in boxing a, a good big un should always be a good little and um, however Usyk an excellent little and it's weird right because I suppose as fans you look at Alexander Usyk and his fight with the bar and everyone was like oh yeah Fury will absolutely maul him and then you look at Fury's performance against Ngannou yeah, yeah. they're only as good as your last fight kind of thing probably fair to say that both of them not coming off their best last fight questions about both of them are they on the sort of latter side of their career now how do you assess that fight um, I feel like they probably are on the later side of their career. They, they, they are looking towards the end of their career, but um, I think Fury wants it more, you know. don't know, man. I think like he's, he felt like he's let himself down, and I feel, I feel like he's going to pick it back up. And from the sparring and things like that that he's got over in his camp, I've seen a list of sparring partners from Usyk's camp, and I've seen a list from yeah. Fury's camp, and it's... Big difference, isn't it? Vast huge difference. difference yeah, huge yeah. difference, huge um, difference. Even having Apatire and Moses Atama, if you've got them two in your sparring, they're going to put in some serious working on you. I don't know what's happened with Apatire leaving the thing. I ain't got a clue, but 
that's that's the kind of names that Fury's got in there, and you can see he's being very secret about it. He's not showing the camp, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? And Usyk, it seems like he's he's taking his normal approach to to how he'd approach any other fight. Where I think Fury's really going to step up the pace and have the work put in on him as well. I think it's going to be grueling for him, but I think it'll be worth it. And I can just see Fury working his body, bro. That's uh, any time I've ever seen Usyk. In yeah, any, the body, it's yeah. always the body. Even when Andy Joshua was, was watching it here, bro, when Andy Joshua was hitting him, we were screaming like body, hit him in his body because it's the only time you see him wince. And I don't think he'll be able to get away with it as much as he did in that in that in that Dubois fight. Whereas you can have your argument on it; it does looks low in certain angles and it doesn't. Look, but some some places, bro, that's a legal shot, and you're not going to be able to blag it. And I've seen Usyk blag it a couple times yeah. to the ref, like oh, it's hitting me low where. It doesn't really look that low. Do you know what I'm saying? So the AJ second fight, there was a point where yeah, AJ yeah. clipped him sort of borderline, yeah. and once again, same sort of yeah, problem. Same. Yeah, he does. He does that wince thing. So I don't know. I'd like Fury to win, um, just because for for the main reason I don't really want to see Usyk and AJ again. So if AJ beats Nganu, the same, the winner gets uh, the the winner of Usyk and and Fury. But I don't really want to see Usyk and AJ again. No. I think AJ had a good goal. The better man won both times, and it's time to see Fury AJ now. AJ improved under Ben Davison with his performance against Otto Wally. I think he's just realised, like, I'm a fucking unit, bro. I'll blow your head yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's just, Not this boxer stuff yeah, that he was maybe yeah. going at before. Yeah, yeah like, he had, he had a, um, obviously, he had his whole McCracken style. Like, he'd done his whole thing with Rob for so long, and then he's gone, and he's tried to fit in in other places, and he's tried to adapt to different styles, and he's gone to, he's gone to other trainers, I think, as well. Looking at the stable and thinking, oh, I'd love to fight like so and so and be like them, but bro, you're fucking. How's the, how many stone does he say he was yeah, after yeah, the Usyk yeah. fight, bro? Yeah, like he's, he's a big guy. Like your force, bro, is your backhand, bro. You hit anyone, bro, clean. They shouldn't be standing there. So I think he's realised that he is a fucking bulldozer, bro. And if he hits you, he's a problem for anyone on earth. AJ made the comment that um, every opponent that he's mutually shared. Um, with Tyson Fury, he stopped. Now, this question will have a lot of sort of different opinion after we see the Usyk fight. If Fury goes and beats Usyk in good fashion, then it's not really going to matter what AJ does with Ngannou. But is there sort of, I suppose, a little bit of jeopardy in that fight, in the fact that if Joshua goes in and, like, bulldozes Ngannou, people are then going to start questioning... Yeah, we put more pressure on Fury to fight him regardless. Um... But I think AJ will have seen that. For AJ might have walked into an Ngannou fight and not taken it seriously and ended up on the canvas yeah. as well and fought his way in a dogfight and not realised it would have been that hard. I think he's seen now, like, yo, because I'm like, who you are, if Francis Ngannou punches you on your arm, it's going to hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, if you let alone on your chin. So I think he's going to take him very seriously and I think it will take him a couple rounds, but I, I think AJ will get him out of there. That may be the last time we see Ngannou in the boxing ring, but so where so does... And Ganu deserves it, bro. Think how much millions oh, yeah, he's made in, yeah. in the last fight compared to his whole career, well, he's bro. Done two yeah, fights bro. compared to the UFC, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, where does Ngannou hang in terms of like the rest of the, the division? Is he a threat for anyone in the top it's, 15? It's interesting, isn't it? Um, from his performance against Fury, yes. Yeah. And when you see WBC rank him and you see him yeah, these, yeah, yeah. it's laughable almost. You look at it like how and how. But yo, he's just took Fury. Life and death, so... And Fury's number one, so... Yeah? Really, if you look at it in that... But has he done enough? And 
Is it credible enough to be put in the rankings? Maybe not. But has he proved himself that he is up there? Yeah. Do we still, as fans, question like? We know Tyson come out afterwards, no excuses, and Garnu was better. I prepared properly, but I think we sort of still think that wasn't the now, best Tyson. Sol, Sol Dakers was up in camp with him, uh, so he was doing something. Sol weren't just up there having a holiday in Morecambe. He was definitely training with Fury, so that whole approach that he'd never had a camp, he might have not had a serious camp, what he's doing with Usyk right now, but he definitely did train. Do you know what I'm saying, Sol? And I know that first hand, so you can't just throw that out the window. I just think you just ex- like expect the unexpected kind of thing and, and Ganu caught him. Just lastly from me then, British boxing. Um, I suppose like it's a bit of a weird time, right, because we're potentially seeing Joe Caldina fighting on a, on a card out in Saudi. I think Nick Ball's fighting for a world title out in Saudi Arabia. Obviously, a lot of the big fights are going to go over to Saudi. Yeah. Um, I suppose important also that we do, as good as it is for the sport, and I suppose maybe people like myself and yourself are a little bit more biased because we have the pleasure of being able to go over there and get involved still, but um, important to still get the biggest domestic fights happening, whether that be Taylor Cameron Free, whether that be Wood Warrington, um, those sort of things. Still need that for the for the UK base? Yeah, 100%, and someone like Turkey should be putting people like Eddie and Frank Warren <coughs> on their toes to deliver these big shows and keep... Keep it exciting for him to make him might want to make a uh, fight off the back of something that they've done because that's initially what he's doing. A, a lot of the hard work that they've done with their fighters, the promoters have done. Turkey's just come now and like, yeah, you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to listen to me. So I think it's up to the UK promoters now to keep on putting big shows and putting on big domestic shows. And it's, yeah. it's not just up to the promoters, it's up to the fighters, bro. Like fighters have got to be yeah. down to put it all on the line as well sometimes. Whether you're early stage into your professional career, whether you're a world champion. Like, I just think like domestic fights are always exciting, bro. Like most of the fights that I I remember in my life have all been like just domestic yeah. fights, bro. Like they're the ones domestic that Domestic Wars, yeah. Yeah bro, yeah. Frox Groves, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all the ones that live with yourself. That's the Wood Warrington feel, yeah, right? Yeah. At the city ground you've got the segregated fans. Yeah, you know, yeah. you need that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's exciting, it's exciting times and it's up to boxers and it's up to the promoters to put on these shows and but, and to be fair, I know, I know they're trying to get a lot of stuff to happen in Saudi over the next however long Riyadh season is going to be. But I can imagine Turkey might want to sell out Wembley one day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He might look at Wembley and think, yeah, let's do Wembley. Because he, he can. Because he can. Because he yeah. can. You know what I'm saying? So as much as it's in Saudi, I don't, think he's, I, don't think, I don't think his approach to the game and where he's looking to take it, I don't think it will only stay in Saudi Arabia. I think he'll try and take it everywhere as well. Right, Jay, a pleasure. Just lastly from me then, I suppose, just what's the crack with you? Um, obviously heavily involved in boxing. New music this year, I mean, is this going to be a big year for yourself? A lot of new music, man. Um, bro, I've had like just over a year off out of music, I haven't dropped anything, and I've got the best music I've ever made in my life just sitting there, bro, on a desktop, so it's time to start unloading. I don't need to go to studio. All the hard work initially, the writing and recording is done pretty much, so... I just need to start dropping it now, man, and take over again in a whole different avenue, bro. Because it's not just boxing, it's not just music, it's acting. I want to get into food next. There's there's so many things that I want to conquer in life, bro. Boxing is just one of them. Well, that we look forward to. Big 2024 inbound, obviously, for your lads uh, and for yourself. JK, top man, thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.